Hello everyone, welcome back to Semi-Intelligence. This is the Sci-Fi MQ podcast, which will update once a fortnight with different guests and different topics of sci-fi up for discussion in each new episode. So today's episode, we're going to be talking about the evolution of science fiction. I'm Zian, and my first introduction to sci-fi would be just like reading horror and supernatural novels as a kid. And my guests for today are... Ben, and my first intro to sci-fi was probably Star Wars. As a, as a kid. As a kid, yeah. And, and yep, yeah, I'm Michael. And I'd have to say the same thing as a kid watching the prequels as I was growing up originally. Okay, cool. So I guess your exposure to sci-fi would be like pretty mainstream, like when sci-fi first started becoming mainstream. But when do you think sci-fi actually first came about? Do you think it was like 20,000 leagues under the sea, which was in like 1870? Or do you think it was earlier? Would you know? <laughs> I, I, I'd consider it earlier. Like earlier. Science fiction's always been kind of a looking to the future yeah. kind of topic. Yeah. And That's a, although I can't think of any good examples, they were probably historically I'd, looking into the future yeah. where they had more advanced mm. bows and arrows almost. Uh, yeah. But, but I, I'd yeah. say, at least in English literature, the first example I can think of would be Frankenstein, which was uh, the early 1800s. Yeah, um, Mary Shelley, so, right? Yeah, and yeah. It, it was a little bit more gothic and horror-y, but yeah. it did have like, some very like sci-fi elements. Like so, yeah, I the think kind of techno babble and yeah. like, that idea of man meddling in areas that he's not supposed to yeah. that characterized early sci-fi. Yeah, because I guess yeah. with Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea, it was more like a monster discovery journey kind of. Yeah, thing, I, and and Verne was very much more about the hopeful. Yeah. Hopeful sci-fi. Um, but and Mary Shelley was like, like oh, no. <laughs> I, oh, but I guess that kind of gothic horror, looking to the like, looking to the unknown, and to like, and this was a time when space was starting to become a major area of exploration. Right? Yeah. But like actually... that kind of like the horror elements of sci-fi. Yeah. From the early days, and then Verne's one of the first examples of like yeah. the hopeful, like the future's going to be great. Yeah. Sci-fi. Yeah. So I guess maybe that's why he's always credited as one of like the like the, yeah, first the founder of sci- founder of mainstream sci-fi. I'd yeah, say. but have you actually seen any of like the older sci-fi movies, like from the like before sixties, basically? Have you? So there's a movie I actually watched not terribly long ago. I had seen it previously called 1984, based on the book yeah. 1984 yeah. by George Orwell. Yeah, and this is. I think a very good example of one of the dystopian futures. Yeah, they, yeah. Um, just another sort of area to science fiction where it's mm, the future, yeah. but everything's bad. Everything's yeah. Because that was um yeah. during the like the postmodernist era. It was. Yeah. So, and it was really written out of Orwell's experiences with yeah, like the Second rise World of War. communism. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he, like, oh, Animal Farm is a bit more the rise of communism. Yeah. But, yeah. Like out of Orwell's fears about communism. But, yeah. Because that's like those kind of books were like uh, the only sci-fi books I've read. Because personally, mm. I don't actually find like the techno babble and stuff when reading it that engaging. Mm. But like, if an actor like delivers it on screen, I'd be like, okay, his memory or her memory is like really good. But if I actually had to read it, I wouldn't be like as engaged. Yeah. Maybe that's why I don't read sci-fi books mm. that much. I'm a little bit different. Like, yeah. I haven't read the oldest sci-fi movie I've probably watched. Would be one of the original Trek movies. Yeah. Um, but the first one, or like yeah, like, um, motion picture. The, yeah. Oh wow. Um, but I've read the a weird lot. <laughs> I've read a lot of like pre forties 
uh, all pre-60s sci-fi. Oh, like, really? So, yeah, like, and I've read a lot more old sci-fi than I've watched. Have you have you noticed, like, a change, like, in ideas or, like, in writing or anything? There has been, like, um, a lot of the older stuff is very anachronistic now. Like, what do you it's mean? It's very... We've moved so far beyond the technology that they envisioned for the future uh, that so it's, it's just quite, kind of... It, uh, it's a little bit quaint, but... Oh, is the it kind ideas of, are still there. Yeah, is it kind of like steampunky? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Basically. In retrospect, yeah. kind of steampunky. But it, yeah, it's that kind of like that kind of idea. It's like no one knew how big computers would become or how big like oh yeah like how how big phones would become. And things I mean, like, that. like so like you, you see some yeah. older sci-fi. I mean, that still has... You even see this in Star Trek. I yeah, mean, yeah, the automatic yeah, doors were yeah. people pulling it yeah. apart. It, I mean, mm. they were picturing that. And also the... Um, the communicators. Much, the, the communicators yeah, yeah. were... And we, we, yeah, like, we've got smaller phones technology than that now. Because yeah. Yeah. Uh, they had... Oh, mm. Remember in the original series how they had those like huge memory card things that look like floppy disks? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then now it's like this small micro SD card. So... Mm. I guess now when you look back at those kind of like technology things, we can actually see the physical, yeah. you know, evolution of sci-fi. But I guess in terms of ideas, like with both movies and with books, have you seen any change, Michael? Well, I'd say so I haven't read a terribly many, but I have read yeah. a good variation and in yeah. particular from the golden age of science fiction, so from the forties yeah. up. Yeah. And one thing I've noticed there is that there's a I, and then you brought up yeah. communism before, and pretty much this was after World War Two, yeah. rise of communism, the nukes were around. The yeah. view yeah. of the future at that time was very bleak. Yeah, yeah. The, it, was, it was either more, incredibly bleak or in, incredibly like optimistic. Yeah, mm. like there was no middle ground. Like now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So everything was either very dystopian or this or was, it was very like Star, Trek style, yeah, Star Trek style. Um, yeah. Star Trek style. Um, Utopia. I guess that was like more during the sixties. Yeah, like, yeah, but like that was still that. like the the depths of the Cold War when people were yeah. very much afraid of the future. Yeah, I guess you could say that sci-fi is maybe a reflection of society. Well, when it was written, the science yeah. fiction stories, I'd say. Yeah. Yes. Of the society at that time, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. From a from a from an English major's perspective, yeah. sci-fi is about exploring ideas and particularly like ethical ideas. Um, yeah, definitely. And moral ideas removed from our own society. Again, going back to future. Star Trek, yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. what does racism look like in a culture and a society mm. where we have no money? We have completely different values. We yeah, have, yeah, yeah. Yeah, where like, everyone's unified as one. Yeah. As a one federation. It's not yeah. lots of different yeah. like, countries like, what on the one planet. What does um, artificial intelligence look like in yeah. that society? What is their view on war yeah, yeah, and yeah. conflict? And like, It's that kind of... Yeah. Like, we're removing things. Like, we're, we're removing the elements of our society yeah. and allowing us to examine... Ourselves. Or examine, like, the things that are on our mind yeah. from a different point of actually, view. Because, actually, I read, like, a quote or I saw an interview or something of some of the original cast talking about Gene Roddenberry mm. and saying, you know, if we had said it in, like, the 1960s, we wouldn't have gotten away with talking yeah. about the stuff, yeah. you know, that they did. And that's kind of the point, Yeah, too, right? of sci-fi. 
But I guess, like, besides, you know, the effects getting better, do you think sci-fi, like, the tone of sci-fi has changed over the years? Because during the 60s, it was, you know, in the original series, they were talking about, like, women's rights, abortion, war, conscription, Mm. that kind of stuff. Do you think that, you know, in today, like, with all the television series about sci-fi that's, like, coming out, do you think that some people would broach the subject? I mean, in the latest Doctor Who one, there was. Yeah, right. But, like, besides that, do you think that Americanized kind of sci-fi would? I think it would depend on the particular genre of sci-fi. Yeah. Like, I know sci-fi is generally kept with the whole hopeful... At least mainstream sci-fi is kept with, like, mostly the the hopeful thing. Like, the idealised society is dealing with problems that are a bit beyond us. But something like cyberpunk, for example. Yeah. Like, that's very much, like, here and now. Like, it's not as removed. It's, like, what would, like, our society look like if we could stick computer parts into our bodies yeah right and i guess that's like also that kind of, and that's yeah. really been a, a more modern that's, shift in sci-fi that's actually that was, been on the that rise was the 80s and 90s yeah that that like that william gibson wrote neuromancer and um burning chrome and the rest of like your sort of seminal works in that subgenre. that's actually yeah. now that i think of it there's been loads of movies out recently about like ai and that kind of stuff like mm. well Yes, that makes sense, actually. Yeah. Um, and even though there have been old books about it, so Isaac... Uh, uh, Asimov's... Asimov's um, iRobot like, short stories. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there is the iRobot movie yeah, that yeah, is yeah. kind of based on that its own short mm, story as yeah. well, but that explores uh, artificial like, intelligence. Yeah, There's a movie idea called Chappie recently. Mm. That's a bit in the future, but it does explore yeah, yeah the humanity yeah, and that kind of, robots, yeah. I guess. Like, if, you, if you give something intelligence, what does it look like? Yeah. Also, I guess that's also, like, a reflection of us right now, because, mm. you know, artificial um, intelligence is, well, not, like, on the rise. It's becoming yeah. more of a reality. People kinda. know about it a bit more. Yeah. It's less of a niche topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, and not yeah. speaking as a, as a specialist in AI, but, like, at least in sci-fi, it's kind of been a dual thing with AI. You've either got, like, just really, really sophisticated computer programs, yeah. or you've got like actual like human-styled intelligences, yeah. and they treat them very differently. Yeah. Like in Star Wars, you could say that the robots are like the droids are AI, but they're almost treated like slaves. Yeah. By mm-hmm. everyone, and that's okay. Because they don't know any better yeah. after that. Whereas, yeah. whereas. Um, Whereas Data you, in Star Trek. Yeah, yeah, Data in Star Trek or, um, or like the, Shodan in the System Shock games. Yeah. Right? Or even Chappie where it's treated as like, yes, like yeah. it's an AI and it's a robot, but at the moment it's a child. Yeah. And it needs to be treated and taught like a child so that it can grow. And mm. like, obviously Chappie like, falls in with some bad, I mean, <laughs> with some wrong elements. The wrong crowd and, and, yeah, some and bad things ends but up, doesn't know any better. Yeah, and ends up like, yeah. And it's that kind of like, different different sorts of AI Are we, are we just purposes. like, because in recent ones that I can think of, like we talked about this in the AI episode, but um, there was the ones in Almost Human and also Humans uh, from Channel 4, and basically, are we like projecting our own like guilt and stuff onto these robots? I haven't seen I mean, either show. Actually. I haven't either, but okay. I know. I know. Generally, we do kind of like. Yeah. Like there is that kind of idea. It's like, okay, are these like where do we cross the line between them being machines that are built for our our like built a service to actual living just entities, artificial intelligent beings. Uh, 
living entities that deserve and require our cooperation and us to care for. Do you think it'll become more of like an issue as like time goes on? Do you think like the newer, well, I guess Westworld and that kind of stuff Mm. kind of focuses on it? Even like Doctor Who, like that. Yeah. No, no, the third episode of the latest season where they're on that world where the robots. Oh, uh, 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 and uh, the, like the, that actually smile, smile. Yeah, that yeah. actually evolved from yeah. like just simple machines to an intelligence and a life form. Yeah, and like didn't know how to cope with it because the it's humans, kind of the humans around them, didn't know that it had happened at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and that kind of thing. Do you think that's got to be more of a theme then in like later episodes? Well, not like well, just it, for Doctor Who, but like in general. It's becoming a theme in sci-fi. I, I think in it has become. Like, yeah. like Mass Effect with the Geth. Yes, and... I was actually thinking of that. Yeah, because the um, pretty much they were originally just the slaves. They didn't have the capability yeah. of. They and they actually made that uh, jump to made that jump sort of sentience in some yeah. this way, and then they rebelled against the masters. Mm. Yeah, and that's kind of been a theme in that's been a theme in Mass Effect. It's been a theme in in a lot of different sci-fi. Yeah. Like, um, even think, even older sci-fi like do androids dream of electric sheep oh yeah yeah, yeah. Like, which mm-hmm. served as the basis for blade runner it was less of an action book and more of a yes everyone treats them like these machines and the and they get retired rather yeah. than killed and like, mm-hmm. all that kind of technology like, terminology that says like yes this is a machine yeah once it's mm-hmm. served its use it's discarded and yeah. recycled into new machines I guess but that was I, that was like overall, a really big theme during yeah, like the, the overall books. point of yeah. Duendro's dream of electric sheep is like it doesn't matter what they dream about it matters that they dream yeah and yeah, that yeah. them dreaming makes them something that's almost human there's, something that makes them yeah. worth protecting there's as a been life a form. there's been a shift I think because you know for like Brave New World and 1984 and stuff it was like yeah. the humans that were like acting kind of mm. you know they were like similar to robots and now it's mm. like the other way around. Which, you know, I find pretty funny. I guess with the books, they were pre-1960, because I'm trying to, like, categorize them into eras. Uh, so Breaking World in 1984. Breaking yeah. World was... 1984 came out in the 1940s. Yeah. And that was really, like... The authors found bad in their own society. Yeah. But have they created something worse? Yeah. Because I tried to kind of characterize them into eras. So I guess mainstream kind of, I use that in like quotation marks, but mainstream sci-fi kind of started in the 1960s. Because both Doctor Who and Star Trek started in the 60s. So I'm just like going from there, right? Yeah. No, yeah. So there is the golden age of sci-fi, yeah. which started around there as well. Yeah, I yeah. Think yeah. Maybe I, I, I'd early, say golden age of like classic sci-fi. Uh, I'd say so there's two golden between, ages. Yeah, like, the classic so, sci-fi now. There's the yeah, there, there really is yeah. that distinction though between mm. like where, when Star Trek started. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Before that, you had that films quite, like Metropolis, yeah. and, um, and they were for like niche like, markets. And, and, yeah, and yeah, yeah. they were for niche yeah. markets, and they were for their own particular time. So like yeah. um, the day the Earth stood still, the original one. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah, like, war is bad, guys. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Don't do it. Yeah. Whereas, like, I feel like 
I feel like yes, there are a few the a few works produced then that have that kind of lasting Impact. lasting appeal. Yeah. But like something like Star Trek and Doctor Who, where they where they're suddenly examining these big things that society is still wrestling with today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was the '60s, and then onto the '70s, Star Wars first came out, right? Yeah. Yes. '77. Yeah. Yeah. And then that was more getting more mainstream. The 80s was Blade Runner, E.T., you know, Back to the Future, yeah. Ghostbusters kind of thing. So I think through the 80s, it was, like, mainly movies, and it was mm. kind of... It was dealing with, like, less, and it, like, philosophical stuff. Mm. It was getting well, more, like... I guess Star- mainstream problems in a well, futuristic the, the, setting. The yeah. big thing is that Star Wars is really its own subgenre of sci-fi as well. Yeah. Kind of yeah. Sci- science fantasy, fantasy kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and that... That goes back as far as Dune, even. The novel Dune by... I've forgotten his name. Frank Herbert? I Probably. Like Frank, yeah, I think Frank Herbert. And I even read it earlier this year, too. Um, but that novel like, was very much like a feudal society in space. Right. And that kind of thing, like... Like the, Game of Thrones oh, in, in the In the... <laughs> oh, pretty much exactly. In okay. the background, like, they'd replaced oh, yes, computers with humans. Yeah. Like, like they'd... They had this um, drug called Melange Spice that they right. that could be used to train someone to be a living computer, right? And could be used for prescient, uh, telling the future kind of abilities and right, like, like things like future? that. And it was very much like a feudal society in right. space, and yeah. like the whole hero's journey, journey fantasy kind of aspect to right. it, where like a young man becomes well becomes a god emperor pretty much. Yeah. And then, like, the rest of the books deal with, like, the fallout and things from that. Yeah. But I think I've that heard book, of that. That book somewhere. really did influence Star Wars. Yeah. And that was one of George Lucas's influences. Right. And then Star Wars went on to influence everything else, or a lot of other things. And <laughs> yeah. it's really just created a science fantasy... Subgenre. Subgenre. Right. Like, where it's got more in common with, like, the, the wizards and the hero's journey. And, like, yeah. like, Luke Skywalker's story is Joseph Campbell 101, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, you've got like he becomes a sword wielding hero under yeah. the guidance of an old wizard, yeah. or as, under a series of old wizards, yeah. and destroys the evil kingdom. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. that's like that every of, adventure story. It's like every fantasy adventure story <laughs> yeah. ever. Yeah, yeah. I would even say, right. um, say the DC and Marvel universes, mm-hmm. they are they fit under the category of just it's science yeah. fantasy science as well. Because yeah. I find, and then different yeah. individual spots have their own have yeah. their own spot on the continuum between science. And <laughs> continuum. <laughs> I like that word. Yeah. It is a good word. Because. I guess after the 80s, it got more, like, popular. So during the 90s, it was, like, Matrix, Jurassic Park kind of stuff. I also um, wrote down, like, Star Trek Deep Space Nine, because that was kind of different from the other Star Treks. I haven't actually seen oh, okay. Deep Space Nine. Okay, because it, it actually was more... You know how, like, you said that in mm. sci-fi there was always, like, perfect utopia, or yeah. there was, like, a, you know, everyone's yeah, gonna die kind of thing? Yeah. It was, like, yeah. in the middle, which was kind of, like, weird almost. Yeah, it, okay. it was quite, like, I guess political for the time, because it was saying, look, the Federation isn't that good, yeah. and, okay. you know, we're gonna be brokering... Mm. Uh, peace deal or whatever between the Cardassians and you know other people. So yeah. Okay. That was also 
I found because lots of Star Trek fans find that one. They either love it, it or they hate it. It's that kind of advice. Yeah. Okay. Because they were like, what the fuck is this uh, kind of thing? Either in like a good way or a bad way. Either a deconstruction or a, yeah. or just mm. like a betrayal. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Either it was like really good because they didn't really like the utopian kind of mm. holy utopian future yeah. where all the issues are erased and, you know, yeah. everyone's living in peace because it was unrealistic. Yeah. Or they found that like too grim and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, sure. and um, during the two thousands, there was Firefly, yeah. <laughs> and oh, there yeah, was there was also at the end in like two thousand eight or nine or something, there was Avatar, which was like oh yeah, James of, Cameron's yeah, Avatar, yeah, 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 which I. You don't like? Don't like no. <laughs> I, I did actually I mean, go watch it, it I, but I'd it was so big at the time. Mm. It was yeah. Well, I did see that one, and well, I, I while I quite liked it, mm. I'd say it sits. And again, as you said, there's yeah. this weird continuum. It I has found it was like a turning point. Honestly, so, it raked in so much money at the box office. It was such a funny one. Like DVD Steve. versions came out. Yeah, there was like yeah, a new one every yeah. two months yeah. for a couple of years there. Yeah. yeah. Like, of course it made money. I'd say what yeah. was really popular about it, and also as Star Wars and a lot of Marvel things, is mm, that the yeah. science fantasy is what's very mainstream. Yeah. And I'd say that had a lot of science fantasy. But the yeah, interesting yeah. thing is that it did have a morality component of it. Yeah. Well, it's actually was, the story. I, like, forgot. Uh, <laughs> it's just uh, it's okay. basically the story. Have you seen Pokemon Hunters? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, you've seen Avatar. Hunters. <laughs> yeah. So um, there's a slight morality behind it, but I wouldn't say it necessarily reflects today's morality but rather mm. just a morality don't invade people's lands yeah. okay. or if you do make sure you kill them all before everyone finds out <laughs> oh dear <laughs> okay that's uh, yeah. we'll see how the next movies go maybe don't let mm. more aliens yeah. take over yeah. i don't know how it's gonna go yeah. they're so delayed it is interesting to see what hasn't been mentioned in your list too like um oh, i'm you, just trying to find like you've neglected things like alien oh yeah alien, like yeah, that yeah. kind of a kind of science, science horror, fiction horror, science yeah. fiction slash horror kind of yeah. genre. I guess that's the I thing because I did write it down. Yeah, like I've mentioned it before, but you've neglected a lot There's of things that should be considered cyberpunk. Like, like, um, like, like the the guy that made Fire, Firefly, Joss Whedon, went on yeah. to yeah. create a series called Dollhouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is so like science fiction, but now that it's yeah, and explored some really great ideas. Like. I, uh, so the the premise of Dollhouse is that there's this um, company that has a couple of different places called Dollhouses across mm. the world, and everyone that's there has volunteered because they're they're trying to escape from something. Right. And pretty much their minds are wiped and saved on a hard drive somewhere. Okay. And they're created into a blank slate kind of thing. Right. And then people that know about the Dollhouse can hire them and create For like yeah and like the first episode like the the main character echo a doll called echo yeah is turned into a uh, a hostage negotiator right because a guy's daughter's been kidnapped okay like and she yeah and just has this brand new personality built for her and it changes the way that she acts that she talks she thinks yeah. Like, and there's different episodes where she goes on to become like a martial arts badass or a master thief. And that whole idea of like how much of what we actually know and what, how much of what we can do is built on like personality and yeah. like those kind of philosophical points about what makes us us. Like, is it our body? Like, is it our physical form or is it our minds or is it? Yeah. And like, it goes like full on like dystopian by the end of it, <laughs> where it's like 
the the rich are able to to just live forever by body swapping. You know that actually kind of reminds me of like because now in like the 2010 phase, I don't know what yeah. to call it. 2010s, uh, 2010s, yeah. 2010s, yeah. So now there's been like a I guess a, like a opposite thing going on. Like in movies and stuff, we get you know Marvel, DC, that kind of mm. stuff. But on TV, we get like really good sci-fi, like yeah. Black Mirror and that kind of stuff. Okay. So I was I was just wondering like what you two think about that. Michael? Well, I admit, I haven't seen that many more recent TV shows, so yeah. Black Mirror, I'm not too sure about, actually. It's kind of like, so. um, most of the episodes are kind of like 1984-ish kind of thing. Um, it's like if we took something that to the kind extreme. Of, that kind of, kind of like, taking things mm. to the extreme yeah, yeah, yeah. and seeing how they hold up. Yeah, kind yeah, yeah. Of. So yeah. every episode is like a standalone, I think, um, unless it's like a two-part or whatever. But it's, mm. I think it's on Netflix, so okay, <laughs> go <okay>. watch it. <laughs> Maybe Something we can. to check out, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Ben? I think there has been a bit of a, sh- a little bit of a shift. Like, there's sort of, like, movies are still pandering to, like, the, the mainstream kind of science fantasy thing. But yeah. there's a little bit more give for TV shows now, particularly yeah. with things like Netflix and, yeah. like, I mean, I know oh, we're not talking the, about Marvel anymore. The, what's like, it called? You know, um, this podcast so much. Uh, but... What's it called? Oh, The Handmaiden's Tale also came out <gasps> on Netflix. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I know, Just I know we're not talking yeah. about Marvel this podcast, yeah. but like that whole idea was like the Marvel the Marvel movies are yeah. like these hopeful, like ultra, like fancy, like yeah. thing. Like, Multi-billion just, dollar. Yeah, yeah, stories. Whereas like the Netflix TV shows are yeah. almost all like dark gritty like, yeah bad things happen to the heroes and, yeah like are they really heroes like and i think the same thing's happening with sci-fi right so even even things like doctor who in this late latest latest few seasons like yeah. peter capaldi is not like the david Tennant or matt smith doctors because yeah. they were quite it was like one episode kind of thing where mm. they were like dealing with Oh, should I, like, you know, commit genocide yeah, like kind is, of thing? Yeah, <laughs> he like, is an incredibly dark yeah. doctor. And Do you think it's similar I, for the times? Is I, that why? I, <laughs> it might be a reflection of the times. Yeah. It might just be a reflection of the things we want to explore. Right. Because right. we've had, like, um, the 2000s phase of, yeah. like, everything's good, and now we're like, no, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> I, and to be honest, I think we need to tackle those hard things, too. Yeah. Like, that's that's the reason why this exists. Like, the reason yeah. why science fiction does exist the way it does. Yeah. yeah. It takes I mean, a look at what the future could be. And, mm, and there are, with the morality component of it, if they're trying yeah. to express something, they show what, mm. if we keep doing this bad thing, what will happen in the future? Yeah. Or what will happen in this situation where the bad thing is mm. even worse? Like, so. um... It's like and a when it like, first started out, it was actually kind of like a sort of like protest yeah. kind of thing, almost, almost, yeah. yeah. Well, even things like things like cyberpunk with Deus Ex and things like a human can be replaced, like can become outdated yeah. because they're the technology that drives them is now yeah. outdated, right? And it's either expensive replacement of their technical components, or mm. yeah, like they're left. Right? Um, I guess it, isn't that Neuromancer starts with yeah. a guy that has had his nervous system completely destroyed with a neurotoxin yeah. and he can no longer hack into things. Yeah. And like he's living his life on the edge. Like he's like, he's doing things with a death wish pretty much. Right. Like he's making enemies of the wrong people and yeah. not paying debts and 
I guess doing the shadiest deals that you can might, to make money. That mm. might also be a reflection. Like, mm. I'm not equating this with, like, mm. living on the edge or whatever. But I guess that could also be a version of tackling, like, issues like PTSD and stuff yeah, like that. Right. And, you know, workers where they don't actually yeah. have, like, workers' rights and stuff. So, yeah. Mm. And I suppose that's part of our psyche too. Like yeah. We're still in the middle of like a manufacturing crisis. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Sweatshops hey, and like we've got yeah. We've got people that we can outsource in, in yeah. other countries that'll do your job cheaper. Sorry. Yeah. And then eventually it's like, hey, we've got robots that we don't even need to feed. Yeah. We don't need to pay them at all. And that was like, the latest I talked to episode. Yeah. Yeah. Cause right. okay, so what happened? Michael's just looking at me <laughs> We're like. We're going into spoilers here. But, but yeah, Michael's just looking at me like, oh, I'm so bored. But okay, well, so no, what? No, I just haven't seen his latest Doctor Who episode. Yeah. So all. what happened in um? This isn't really a spoiler because it's like uh the trailer's out and you can like yeah. see it. Hmm. But what happened is that they, basically in the future somewhere sometime they like made energy no, it, into. It's capitalism yeah. at, at its like end end destination where it's like you're being charged. For energy. Like, we're, for we're workers on a space oh, station. Yeah. Like, the space station itself is completely empty of oxygen, except yeah. for in these suits the people wear. Yeah. yeah. And they're charged for the oxygen, for the air they use. Yeah. So, it's like, like endpoint capitalism. Like, endpoint capitalism, yeah. where even the things that keep you alive will cost, like, the very, cost. Like the very air yeah. you breathe will cost you. Yeah. And yeah. What is it? The suits are starting to kill people mm. because it's cheaper to just kill them all off and get a new bunch of people in to do the work. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah. Like they're starting to go crazy out in space, but we don't want to pay the shipping to get them back. Yeah. Like mm. keep them alive. We're just gonna off them and ship a new lot. I'm guessing and, this is the morality pointing out what ultra yeah. capitalism would do. Yeah. If it goes too far. It was actually really explicit in the thing though. Yeah. Because like, I thought shockingly it was, explicit yeah. for a, a for a children's show. For a, oh, yeah. Not really a children's show. <laughs> it is children's, but I'd say a, yeah. a young adult. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I guess. I, I yeah, guess it, it has the motifs like, that it shockingly be. explicit for something that's kind of historically skirted around issues a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's been subtext rather than like text. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Cause uh, even on uh, the on the fan after show the um the writer for the episode was actually saying I was actually really surprised that they like that they let said me, yeah, yeah you can do this yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe it's a reaction to the times yeah. I don't know so well we kind of talked about it but where do you think sci-fi is heading for like in terms of uh, genre change or like tone change or stuff like that Michael I'd say it's going to be doing. So while we've been talking about shifts, yeah, all these shifts are based on how society has changed. Yeah, but ultimately, what's mainstream tends to be science fantasy, which people like yeah. a lot more. And then there's always the other sort of science fiction that uh, may be a bit less science fantasy and looks at a morality it gets point. Gets more of a cult following rather yeah. than yeah. a mainstream one. And I think say, it's become more mainstream though, because <laughs> smart is the new sexy and all that. To some degree, but not as much. They, not you as find much, right? so these recent TV shows that I haven't really watched so much. There's quite a lot of them. Mm. Yeah. Um, right. So I can't say for sure yeah. about what's exactly right now, but I will say, in my guess, it's going to continue in that way. But it's going to face the morality issues of those times in the future, right. and it's going to the science fantasy will be using taking a look mm. at what technology in the future is new. Yeah. So yeah. even a new pulp. Yeah. So even a robot. Uh, science fiction with robots has been around for 
quite a long Ages, time, yeah, the yeah. real idea mm. of artificial intelligence and their capabilities only really come up once mm. there has been explored in science fact. Yeah. yeah. So as new technologies come around that mm. people haven't even thought of, yeah. I mean, imagination is one thing which you can think of almost anything, but yeah. Yeah. ultimately what is, what is real. from 50 future, years yeah. ago that you'd have something in your pocket that could access all of human knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they'd throw I mean, you in a loony bin. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. And in those sci-fis, they didn't necessarily have a device like this. Some, mm. one or two may have thought up of that, yeah. but ultimately yeah. the main theme was that. Well, we're actually going to yeah. explore this yes. in another podcast <laughs> called Practical Applications of Sci-Fi. So, yeah. 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 So I'd say... It's hard to tell what our equivalent mm. of mobile phones yeah. would look like in the future, but yeah. the science yeah. fantasy would be using them as if it's normal mm. and projecting what they may be in the future. Yeah, because so. I guess there's lots of um. You talked about cyberpunk. There's lots of like integrating this into yeah. like, the skin. Yeah, like, cyberpunk is mm. becoming yeah. reality now. Yeah, like, to like of... get like a phone yeah. or something in your mm. palm and that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. what is it? And the so... moment you can get chips embedded that'll let you control the lights in your home. Yeah. Right. Oh, I think yeah. I saw somewhere that right. you can also embed it for like a credit card or something. Like you can just swipe your hand. Yeah. Well, that, Ultimately, yeah. it's yeah. just putting a chip in you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in the future, when or if this becomes more mainstream, yeah, the science fantasy around there would be thinking, well, what is the science mm. fiction of when you put that in yeah. the future? And that Which could is be, Black <laughs> and that could be maybe biological chips that you're grown mm. with them. Maybe and yeah. um, there'll yeah. be interesting things about that, and then there'll be the morality of changing your. I mean, even now, just yeah. the idea even of now cloning, we've got yeah, things about the idea of yeah. changing your your body. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I mean, like, there's, there's, there's a genetic Yeah, yeah. Was like, um, are you still a human? Yeah. Like, isn't what's the thing called where like um, parents and doctors can look at their baby and see if they have certain diseases and stuff uh, and like maybe uh, change that's it. just like, an- analyzing the genetic yeah gene sequencing or something yeah. like they, that they can yeah. like change it though to like eliminate it though can't they I'm not too sure like exactly no, the I don't process think, I think they can't I don't think change that's, it they just oh they can't change it they can just see I don't think it. that's tr- that's science yeah. fact I think okay. that's just like I think that idea is still science fiction okay right? okay yeah. No. So modify it and continue going, I'm not too sure. But yeah, yeah the ultimately you look at it if you like it, you keep it. If mm. not, then you get another one. Again, this is yeah. all done yeah. in a test tube, so it's... No, yeah. Just the... I, I would agree with Michael. Like, yeah. The mainstream sci-fi is going to probably continue being science fantasy, if only because that kind of cult, like, you could read it to look at, like, as a morality tale. or yeah. a, like, You've got to be in a certain mindset to want to yeah. watch one of, like, something like that. Like, I, I mean, like, yeah. how, how, how many times do you sit down at the end of, like, a long day and think, you know what, I'm looking for an exploration <laughs> into in, into the idea of you know, uh, using people as as objects. You, you know that was like, actually that was actually the main like criticism of Star Trek like back mm, in the day or whatever. Yeah, I, it's like I don't want to watch but, this. But just that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Like, how many people at the end of the day are going to say something? Like, yeah, that's what they want to do. No, they want to sit down and watch some like laser guns and yeah, yeah, yeah. heroic yeah. antics. So I think and, and in the end, there's a place morality for, there has, is a place for both. Yeah, yeah. and like. But, I, I in issues where there's see... two sides or multiple sides of it, yeah. people yeah. would only really like the movie mm. if they agree with the point that's put yeah. forwards. Yeah. I don't see... Like, even things like The Matrix is still... Like, even though it was massively popular, is cult. It is now yeah. cult. Like, it's that kind of... It's, it's still referred to in, yeah. like, popular culture every but day. But no, it's that kind know. of... Like, you're not going to go and do... Like, how, how often do you want to sit down and think about philosophy yeah. or morality in your leisure time? 
Yeah, I'd say with the Matrix, there's of, two sets of audience, yeah. like cult followers who would see the morality yeah. in it and be interested yeah. in that, and then there's the, the others pe- that the like people the that understand part. the philosophy and those yeah. that are just there for the, the slow-mo kung fu. Yeah. 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 But no, it's that kind of... Like, unless we get more things that kind of blend the two the same way, yeah. I don't see the, the kind of ethical discussion sci-fi being as mainstream because i guess in like movies and stuff i mean even with um like marvel and dc Mm. in the like in more recent years after like the avengers first came Mm. out and all that it's starting to become a bit like darker like justice league's coming out to it and it's quite like you know I don't know if it's just because yeah. they they want that. I think, or I think Warner are. Brothers is still ashamed that they were comic books first. Like, Why? Because everything's just that kind of dark and grim and gritty and 90s. Yeah. Like You've got decades of not dark and grim stuff that was written before the 90s that they could be drawing from the same way Marvel does. Yeah. But, no, it's like Frank Miller's Batman all the way. Right? <laughs> When we talk about evolution, there's, like, three main things. There's genre, there's effects, and then I guess there's, like, the mode, like, how we view or interact with sci-fi. So I guess that has evolved massively. Um, Mm. So, of course, there's been, like, sci-fi games coming out, and, you know, now there's sci-fi VR stuff as well. So do you think that will continue to expand in the future? And, yeah, Michael? Naturally, Mm. yeah. Like, science fiction comes in the form Mm. of books when books are around. Yeah. Yeah. And in the form of TV, even in radio. um, Yeah. What was it? Uh, Douglas Adams. Douglas uh, Adams. Yeah, Um, Hitchhiker's. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah, it's originally a radio play. Yeah. 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 And so when radio was around, it was in that form. I'd say technology mm. allows you to have lots of different mediums, yeah. and they will be used for yeah. pop media. Like as, as long as people want to explore these kind of ideas, mm. they'll be writing sci-fi. Yeah, just like, in a different way. Well, yeah. yeah. So there's going to be sci-fi games, the virtual reality that will continue for as long as games yeah. are the thing. Yeah, yeah. and it's still I could imagine around. the way books are still around today, yeah, and I'm well, sure yeah. in a hundred years they'll still be books. Books aren't going anywhere. Like, yeah. Physical, Just, say, yeah. Yeah. physical books might be, but like the idea of sitting and reading the written yeah. word yeah. will not, I don't think. Yeah. We'll just each yeah. have like... You, you could know, be reading on a tablet, it's still a book. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's still a book, yeah. Yeah. So, um... And so there'll always be games, is what I'm saying. There's yeah, always yeah. going to be... Yeah. I guess there's less radio shows now, but I mean, audiobooks are... Yeah, audiobooks are taking over. Um, yeah. yeah. Because more people are, like, on the go and stuff, and it's yeah. becoming more portable, well, the technology. More people are on the go, but I, I think that means that more people are wanting to engage in leisure activities when they're not. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know I, I spend... I don't spend a lot of time at uni this semester, but I, because of my commute, it's a, it's a long commute, and it's, I, it's two fairly long days that I'm here, and the rest of my time I do want to do things that I find fun. Right. And I do yeah. want to, I do want to engage in leisure, but I also want to engage with stuff, stuff so. mentally, and wrestle with those kind of philosophical yeah, elements yeah, yeah. of sci-fi. And yeah, I, I pretty much agree. I mean, on the go doesn't necessarily mean you can't mm. stop using certain media. I mean, yeah. you're not always it, on the go, and you're usually on the go you, to somewhere, and that could be. Yeah. It true. just means yeah. that you treasure the media, media that you take as yeah. your leisure activity. Yeah, more. yeah, yeah. 
So there's also been a lot of like, well, not reboots, but like sequels and stuff like that. I mean, in the last yeah, in the last like couple of years, Star Wars is coming back. Uh, Doctor Who is continuing on. Yeah. <laughs> Star Trek uh, is getting um, the yeah. TV revival. You know, Star Trek uh, Discovery, yeah. which yeah. might come out this year. I don't know. Um, it keeps on I, changing. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, there was also Ghostbusters, like the all-female reboot mm. that came... Blade um, Runner sequel. Yeah, Blade Runner, right. Alien Covenant. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So do you think that will keep on going, or do you think it's like... Because everyone likes well, throwbacks yeah. and vintage like, in quotation marks. how things are going when you kind of... When we would just say, look at now. Yeah. So what happened, yeah. I guess, in the mm. past? Did, were there lots of sequels in the past? <sighs> Uh, it, when you look I'm into 30 to... years ago, were there lots of yeah. sequels of things that were 30 years before that? No, I don't think so. Like, I yeah. think, I think nostalgia think has a... been a massive nostalgia, thing that yeah, they can yeah. capitalise on. Oh, Jurassic Park. So I yeah, guess yeah, is yeah. nostalgia a very recent thing? or I, I'm wondering if I it's know, a, a problem with the media. Nostalgia's always it. been a thing, I believe. Like, I mean, I'm, pretty, humanity... I'm pretty sure if you travel back 2,000 yeah. years, there'd be a couple of old Romans sitting on a step well, somewhere uh, arguing about how much better it was when they were young. There are texts but, where they're complaining about yeah. the younger generation yeah. never working. That like, was the, yeah. Yeah. the Greeks, like yeah. classical Greece. Yeah. But um, is that kind of... Perhaps it's I, a I thing with a medium kind of, now. They can, yeah. Like, Greeks originally... That, that so idea a lot that, of these... That idea that... Nostalgia, yeah, oh, nostalgia comes through a lot quicker. Yeah. Like there are people that are forty now that like are really excited about the things that came out when they were ten. Yeah, kind of thing. Like and even Kickstarter, like yeah. and things like that. Like I, I know games isn't what we're really discussing, yeah. but that whole idea of like, yeah, this is going to be just like like this old game that everyone liked by the same people that developed that first old game that everyone liked. Yeah, like give us all your money, please, so we can make <laughs> a new one and. Like they're just people bombarded it. with money. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that kind of thing. So there's it's also, an easy, yeah. it's an easy revenue maker. Because there's that, and then I was thinking maybe like we've come full circle again because mm. sci-fi just keeps on going in a circle, maybe. Because I guess there's also mm. the thing where it's more like, as I said, the effects have gotten better. Yeah. So with stuff that people liked as a child, maybe mm. now that they see it, there's like the cringe aspect, like yeah. especially with the old sci-fi like Star Trek yeah. and Doctor Who and stuff that they want to remake it so it looks better mm. and stuff like that I, yeah. go back on to uh, I'll link this to a bit of the point before yeah um, mm. so what I was saying with the medium being changing I yeah. guess is a lot of the books so wasn't Blade Runner based on a book originally yeah, anyway based on so that was kind of like itself a, a reboot yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's hard to say that exactly, but it, it was itself based on something. Mm. And while the original books, yeah. probably the original Maybe. before that was just books for the entire time, um, yeah. now there's a new yeah. medium, a new way to present it. Yeah. And I guess bring it to effects, I guess new effects, new ways of exploring the world, exploring yeah, the world yeah, yeah. Um, doing dangers. it more cheaply. Even. There is yeah. dangers with that too, though. Like, yeah. So I going back to like star wars like yeah. the first three movies were very much a a used future right. kind of idea whereas like like the millennium opening lines introducing the millennium falcon like what a piece of junk yeah. like it's mm. everything's kind of old and <laughs> everything's kind of old and beaten up yeah and, and not much new yeah and shiny is 
You always had to use, like, the new thing, though. And then you move into... a very just yeah. dirty and crunchy well, place. Even, yeah, even, yeah. Like, um, even, like, Yavin and Hoth. Yeah, like, they're it all not looked built up like, at all. Yeah, but, like, you go back to the prequels, and it's like, okay, I, I don't see how this could have gathered that much grime and dust over 20, 30 years. Like, mm. this just looks really... Like, it doesn't fit. Yeah. And, like, going back to games, like, the Deus Ex games did the mm. same thing. Like, the very first one in 2000, like, all the all the old augments, yeah. augmented people, like, they're, they're blocky and, oh. like, really stand out from the yeah. organic bits. And yeah, yeah. it's kind of kind of very mechanical compared to, like, the, the new augmented guys that are, like, like, in their genes as nano-augments. Mm. And then the newer games, is like, all the old-style augments from the first game are, like, sleek. And yeah. pretty and like Apple designed them kind of things yeah. rather than like, I don't know Volvo designed them <laughs> like Shut and that out. kind of <laughs> and it's that kind of the prequel yeah, and it's that kind of it's that kind of feeling of like yeah. I don't quite see how Adam Jensen with his like sleek like, or even like oh. some of the people that you don't see with top of the line stuff yeah. it's like I don't see how this is actually older than the old people from Star the first Trek, game. Star Trek actually did that. Star yeah. Trek Enterprise was before um, Star Trek the original yeah, series. Yeah, it all looked yeah. a lot better technologically. Yeah, yeah, and it's like there's dangers with that. Is yeah, kind of yeah, what yeah, I'm okay. saying. Particularly if you're going back to as or even back at sequels. Like mm. I've seen some of the stuff for Blade Runner, mm. to, like mm. Blade Runner twenty forty-seven. Six. Um, Blade Runner, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like Blade Runner, the second one, and like, what is it? I feel like there's supposed to be like, there's only supposed to be like 20 years between them. But yeah. I don't quite believe that. The, just given. Yeah. The cover's yeah, so much given, better. Given it's how so much, much better more things have and how much older Harrison Ford, Harrison Ford is. <laughs> like, I don't believe that that was decade 20 years ago. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like it's. Like, so I guess. Moral of the story, sci-fi's just gotta go into a circle. <laughs> I feel like new things will keep getting better. Okay, like, okay. Things will get better. There will be new things, yeah. but the pattern will be the same. Mm. Yeah. I, yeah. It always is. So it caters to everyone, kind mm. of. Yeah. So our trivia question for today is, what was everyone's first sci-fi fandom? So what was your first proper introduction to sci-fi? So I said mine was like novels and stuff, but that was kind of like as a kid, like I wasn't really into into a fandom. Mm. Um, so for you guys, besides Star Wars, was there anything else that was really, really big? Besides Star Wars, <laughs> okay. Besides Star Wars, the first sci-fi fandom I was part of. Yeah. Well, the first sci-fi property that I really, really liked and yeah. like learned as much as I could about yeah. was probably StarCraft. StarCraft, yeah. Like, so the Blizzard um, strategy game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and I loved that world. And the, yeah. I spoke, I talked about it with friends at school. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was, it was all, like, all we spoke about for a long time, so. Mm-hmm. What about you, Michael? So I'd say, um, other than, of course, Star Wars and Star Trek, which I did go into quite a lot of depth, something yeah. I, a sci-fi that I've always really liked is Douglas Adams' Um, Hitchhiker's Guide, yeah, yeah, yeah. not the movie, but the book, book. series. So all part of the books, yeah. and uh, well, I read them as books and also listened to them. So um, and Have what I really like the liked... BBC series. No, oh, yeah. I probably it's, won't. It's want worth. To. I, it's really? worth it. It's like it's cheesy. Like it's that kind of like 80s, 90s BBC cheesy. <laughs> And it changes. It, it, Granted, that like cheesy the dif- is a bit cringy. Like the like the difference yeah. between the the radio show and the books. There's differences again, but yeah. it's not as bad as the movie. 
No. Yeah. yeah. But I'd say um I guess it's harder to read into it even further since that's mostly what's it and other than the yeah. TV series and the, the movie, which I'd say doesn't represent it as well, which people would say about any book series or the movie, I guess. Yeah. But ultimately, yeah, I just really love the wild ideas about it. The yeah. um, it, it's humor, but it's like in an infinite universe. Mm. Yeah. Like, you, you don't have to manufacture kind of anything. Yeah, ever, you'd go to the planet where mattresses grow on trees. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's an infinite universe that yeah. would mm. exist somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. The, the yeah. planet of used biros, partly used biros. They <laughs> <laughs> yes. discovered and then started an extremely profitable second-hand biro business. <laughs> yes, like, amazing. <laughs> everything's just out there, yeah. and um, it. Yeah. My always. I'm always surprised by the mm. next sentence or whenever they, the offshoots to yeah. explain something a bit more, mm. and it's it's interesting. That's what I really like so about it. So you're like happy sci-fi. Funny, <laughs> oh, oh, no, no, no. I wouldn't I'd, call it happy sci-fi. But <laughs> it's, it's, I'd say this uh, is about the... the yeah, discovery, exploration the, kind of the stuff. The wonder about it, the possibilities. Yeah. So I guess exploration with the possibilities the of the yeah. yeah. If you want funny sci-fi as written by a slightly unhinged man yeah. with a massively unhinged world... <laughs> Yeah. Hitchhikers yeah. is always a good starting point. Because yeah. I guess that's the same for me. I really like the whole wonders of the world thing, wonders of the universe. So my first proper fandom was probably like Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. And then I watched the 2009 Star Trek reboot. I was like, okay, this is quite cool. But then after watching the original series and the rest, I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, that was a good gateway thing. Yeah. Mm. So um, tell us your first sci fi fandom. Uh, in the comments below and everyone who comments uh, will get 10 points added to their membership card and if anyone's interested in uh, being on the panel for later podcasts uh, you can either DM me or Anna on uh, Facebook and yeah until next time bye 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 to you